The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and founder of health and wellness company, WCubed, which you can learn more about at wcubedcommunity.com. Thank you so much for joining me, whether it's live or on demand. We love all of our listeners, and our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And one of the most important things you can do to take care of your physical health is to take care of your dental health. And this goes beyond just having a beautiful smile. As our bodies are one big holistic system, and as we'll learn today, what goes on in our mouth has ramifications for other parts of our body. Our guest today, Dr. Stephen Lin, is an expert in this area. Stephen is a board-accredited dentist trained at the University of Sydney with a background in biomedical science, nutrition, and fitness, serving as a platform to help people understand the relationship between their mouth, how to eat well, and maintain sustained health. He's the founder of DrStephenLynn.com, a collaborative web resource exploring dental, nutritional, and evolutionary health information. Awesome stuff. Welcome to the show, Stephen. It's so great to have you here. Hi, Sandra. Great to, great to be here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And let's start by ter- talking about your journey because you have a very unique set of skills. What drew you to this combination of dentistry and holistic health uh, as that's that really is unique yeah i mean i think it is it, it definitely was a journey it's been a, um it's it, come a long way it feels like that um but i mean it all goes back to um you know my, my training um before in in sydney you know we went to postgraduate dental school and um so we did, i did four years of dental school there and um it's it's a degree where it's squeezed they squeezed five years into four, basically, uh, where the program was compressed to to pull it into a postgraduate degree. Um, and you know, I found that I was uh, dental training itself is, is it's very intense in terms of you know we, we learn so much about um, reconstructing the mouth. You know, these are, there's, there's so much happening in terms of the technology and 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 the advancing ways that we're dealing with with dental disease. You know, dental implants, dental lasers, all these kind of um, Amazing orthodontic um, techniques that we have to, to to fix teeth, to straighten teeth. But as I got out into the in, into the world and, and started practicing, um, that there was something uh, resonating to me that I, I felt something that was wrong. You know, you, every day you see people with 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 dental decay, with crooked teeth, with with wis- impact of wisdom teeth, and 
I, I started to realize that even though that I could fix these problems with my hands, that there was something underlying happening that we, that we weren't addressing and that, and that my field and that I wasn't particularly trained in to, to, um, to understand and, and to, to rectify. Um, so, so that led me to, to, to find out more, to, to try and find answers as to why. You know, why, why, why do all, all kids in Australia now we have, and, and it's nearly in all Western countries, we have close to 50% of kids having tooth decay by, by age six. And the numbers on crooked teeth are up to 75 to 80%. And these, this to me it was a signal of something much larger going wrong. So, exactly. So, I mean, and, and this is how I started to, um, to put together that the, the, the dental and nutrition fields really need to work together more and, and that all the answers lie in what we eat as to why we're, we're having so much dental disease and experiencing so much um, this in society at, in, at the current point. Mm, interesting. And that sounds like one of your predecessors in the dentistry field, Weston, Winston A. Price who lived a while ago, he lived from 1870 to 1948, and he, in his search for causes of dental decay and physical degradation that he deserved in his dental practice, he turned from the lab to studying human beings, and he sought the factors responsible for good, healthy teeth among the people who had them isolated, non-industrialized people. Very interesting. So I know you know a lot about his work. So can you tell us what he found? Yes. I mean, his book, um, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, um, it was a a real find for myself. Um, It it was amazing, for for one, that I'd I'd never heard of this. You know, no one in my profession had heard of Weston A. Price. And so he wasn't covered in dental school or anything? Absolutely not, no, yeah. no, and, and still not. And so his, his work was lost, you know, from um, right about the point that he died up until about, um, it was about 99 they reprinted um, the, the Weston A. Price Foundation um, in, in America there. Um, yeah, and, and so what he wrote about was, was amazing. You know, he, he, he said these the, the, the exact same things, you know, where he, he, he saw all these people with, with dental decay and crooked teeth, and he, and, and he was relating it to the rest of the body. And what he did is he actually sailed all around the world to, to, to prove his theory right, and he, he investigated traditional societies all in, in, in nearly every continent of, of, of the world, and what he investigated was the interface between the traditional and industrialized diet, so where, where, we, where we move away from, from our... A long and and, um, and cultured way around food to to a, a much more commercialized and what he um, he called it a diet of um, of commerce um, mm. commercialized way of eating and and so and what he found was amazing was that you know that these societies before um, before they had any contact with with the Western world you know they they, they never had a, um, problems with dental disease their mm. their tooth decay rates were were tiny compared to the 30% that he saw once the industrialized diet came in. Um, crooked teeth weren't were nearly not seen. They had these amazing wide dental arches and, and white teeth and, and wisdom teeth that erupted perfectly. And, and, and he, he looked at this through the archaeological records and, and demonstrated that this right when we, um, when we insert the industrialized diet is when all these chronic dental diseases happen. It's, it's, it's a fascinating book and um, 
something that I, I was amazed to find that, that we don't um, talk about now, but uh, it's it's something now that we're, that we're beginning to to realize has um, you know he was a pretty amazing person in terms of what the, the ideas he had, but how he applied them to to, to dental science and but also mixing the fields of um, dental and nutritional fields. That's it's right. A fascinating region. That is really interesting. And you can learn more about this at WestonAPrice.org. That's the website. And what was the title of his book again? Can you repeat that? Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Now, it's interesting to me that he found this at the turn of last century, and our diet has become even more processed and more artificial since then. So what is it in the standard American diet that you would say specifically leads to the tooth decay? What is in there that shouldn't be in there and what should we be adding more of? Yeah, exactly. You make a great point there, Sandra, in that, that he made all these assumptions long before you know, we saw, for instance, um, he was talking about um, chronic degenerative disease, but he, he'd never seen type 2 diabetes. This happened in the 60s and 70s and in a way he predicted um, and he was warning that all this would happen. Um, it, what he um, what he was talking about was, was was showing how the the mouth connects to to the body, but he we hadn't even begun to to see the effects of of, of how food affects our um, our bodies in terms of the amazing the, the obesity epidemic, type two diabetes, you know, thing diseases like Alzheimer's disease. These are all things that weren't even um, beginning to, to get on the map. So, but what he kind of, what he isolated though were the uh, the um, the the standard American diet or the industrialized diet, as he called it. Um, how that the problems were the, the refined sugars. So, how we we isolate sugars and and simple carbohydrates like flour and 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 put put them into food staples. Vegetable oils was something that he um, he very much uh, advocated against, um, and he also spoke about and demonstrated how traditional societies uh, there's a lot of care and culture that goes into their foods. He talked about how the the Swiss people um, that lived in the mountains in in the in the, in the Swiss valleys how they had these amazing. Um, uh, culture around raising their dairy in the very rich grass fields there, and how he found the butter there to have to be very rich in vitamins and minerals because of this. And he compared this to the butter back in America, and showed that the cows that were raised on grains and and this this new industrialized way of, of raising cattle, in fact, didn't have the same nutrients um, and, and vitamins and minerals as what the uh, these cultures that had these amazing. Um, uh, traditions around food, so he, he he was basically demonstrating, you know, how we've lost our connection to food, and yeah. and how this has really impacted our health. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You made a comment earlier on about the isolated non-industrial people that he observed had a particular shape of their jaw as well, and you have written interesting blogs about how diet shapes our face, which is very interesting. Can you elaborate on that point? Yeah, correct. So, some of so within Price's work, he took uh, up to around nineteen thousand photographs, and he was very much amazed at the at the facial shapes of, of these traditional people. And you can see in his work, you know, the, the 
these people have an amazing um, round and 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 very um, pronounced facial shape. And and the reason behind this is because the what what makes our our face take shape is that um, we have the 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 jaw the jaw bones the upper and lower jaw bones. And so when you when, when, when we're growing and developing, our, our diet actually changes and influences how, how our jaws develop. So if we don't eat the right foods, if, if, we, um, if we don't breastfeed, for, for example, and if, if, we don't, um, if we don't eat the right vitamins and minerals for, for the bones to grow, then we, the, what happens is that we see that the, the bones themselves don't grow. And that's why... Um, that's why it influences um, our facial shape. And, and this, rela- this relates to crooked teeth as well. So crooked teeth will have a, a very narrow, um, not, uh, uh, narrow facial shape, which is exactly what Price was, was looking at in terms of how you could see um, food impacting people's um, appearance, even in their face. Oh, interesting. Okay, I hadn't even thought about that before I read your blog on that particular topic. So very interesting. Thank you. And let's get ready to go to our break here. But before we do, I'd like to give a shout out to today's sponsors. As we're discussing today, food is the foundation of true health. And you can learn to cook to heal with Monica Corrado, teaching chef and holistic nutritionist. Monica is offering a four-day learn to cook for well-being intensive in northern Colorado and around the country in 2016. For more information on that, go to simplybeingwell.com. And another thing we emphasize on this show is the importance of not only what you put into your body, but what you put onto your body, because anything you put onto your skin is absorbed and becomes part of you. I've recently discovered and love body care products by Bella Organics, and they have an amazing non-toxic deodorant that is the best I've tried, and I've tried many that leave me feeling downright funky, which is not cool. So click on their banner on the Genar homepage or go to lovebellaorganics.com and use GIFT to get 15% off of their great products. That code is GIFT. And with the holidays coming up, Monica's classes and cookbooks and Bella Organics body care products make great gifts too. And now let's get ready for a break. Thanks everyone for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today is Dr. Stephen Lin, dentist, health and nutrition writer and speaker. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk more about the mouth-gut connection, which is really fascinating. I like to emphasize the importance of the microbiome. So that's where we're going to go. Stay tuned for more great stuff. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. It's here. 
announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra, to connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is Dr. Stephen Lynn, dentist, health and nutrition writer, speaker, and founder of drstephenlynn.com, a site where he posts a lot of wonderful health and wellness information. And we've spent quite a few Gen R episodes discussing the importance of the gut microbiome. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we had Kombucha Mama Hannah Crum on talking a lot about the importance of the gut microbiome, but our gut is not the only place that bacteria lives in our bodies. Uh, it's also responsible for dental disease and other bacterial disorders. So, Stephen, can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it, the, the dental profession has, has long known that the, the bacterial uh, basis of, of dental disease, like tooth decay, for instance, um, but the way this has evolved is that we've we've traditionally seen this as as kind of the a war on microbes where where we're being invaded by by bad bacteria if you will um for instance in in tooth decay it's strep mutants um but what we're learning now is that actually that we have a thriving and and diverse uh ecosystem living within our mouth called the oral microbiome and and this is a it's it's an entire um, environment of, of bacteria that live and, and balance our, uh, our own system out. And what we see when, we, when, when tooth decay occurs is an imbalance now in the, in the environment. So what we're learning is that it's a much more complex situation than what we tra- traditionally thought. And the, the, the takeaway point from this is that the, the biggest, you know, the, the what if you if you look at how Western A. Price and his um and, he, and his work is, is they showed how that tradi- traditional societies and, and cultures um they eat and and they and they really understand how to to keep these environments balanced and that's the real key is that the diversity and, and balance is the key rather than simply shooting out a the the infection of 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 one 
bacterial species. And th- these species will only overgrow when you take away the other healthy environment. And so, so it, it's, it speaks to a much broader, um, bro- broader uh, problem in your body if, if, if you have um, something like tooth decay. Oh, interesting. So there is an oral microbiome, and it's when that gets out of balance due to diet, a lot of sugars, at you, as you said, and simple carbohydrates. When that goes out of balance, that then causes the tooth decay. So really exactly. having a healthy oral microbiome means having a lot of bacteria in your mouth, which is your friend. Exactly. That's right. A, a balanced uh, a- a balanced environment that you know, and and what we're finding now is that they're doing so many things that we don't even that, that we're not even sure of yet. So so they're you know um, they're making sure that everything um, you know digestion, all these kind of processes that that, that really um, you know it, it, they're working in tandem with their own bodies. So it, you know we need to kind of take that that own that um, perspective ourselves. Okay, very interesting. And again, before talking to you, I, I didn't know about the oral microbiome, and I'm someone who does a lot of reading on these subjects, so this is really interesting stuff. And I, we talk on this show a lot about how the gut is responsible for a large part of our immunity, and that the gut health, our gut health impacts our overall health. So can you comment on that, on the importance of the gut microbiome as well? Exactly. So, I mean, what a lot of this new understanding about the human microbiome is showing us is that how the, the bacteria in our gut mediate the, the, um, the, our, our interface basically to the world. And that what, what we see is that when we have problems and, and dysbiosis in, in, in our gut is that it actually connects to many other diseases such as digestive issues, autoimmune problems, and even connecting to the brain. So we're starting to draw these links as to how everything is, is um, we, we've got kind of a central command system in our body um, where, and the, the largest population of bacteria live within the gut. So you can imagine when you have problems in, in this population, then it, it really sends things off balance. Um, and Something that we're, we're we're really learning about is how um, yeah, how food connects to this. You know, it makes it makes complete sense that um, what we eat affects not only our bacteria but our, our our entire body. And there's a fascinating connection between how, for instance, dysbiosis connects to leaky gut syndrome, which connects to digestive problems such as irritable bowel syndrome. But it, and then all these other connections to autoimmune problems and then connections to the brain. So. There's a fascinating connection that we're, we're now drawing from the gut right through all other health problems that we're seeing pop up all around our body. It's it's a really exciting area. It really is. And, of course, the mouth microbiome, the oral microbiome, and the gut microbiome, they must be connected in some way. So how do they interact with each other, and how does that impact overall health? Exactly. So that's, that's I, I feel, where we're really going to learn a lot in the next five to ten years. So the mouth, as we, we spoke, has its own um, microbiome. And these are separate yet related species. And um, w- one of the best examples of this is that when um, it, at birth, when we're born, um, our, our, our digestive tracts are uninhabited. So we have no bacteria. But, so when the, the first contact the baby has 
as, as it's being born is in the vaginal canal with, with bacteria. But, but from here, um, the, the mother works to establish uh, bacterial connection to the baby via, via breastfeeding. There's, there's, um, we've found the breast, breast milk now is full of bacteria, which the, the mother is transferring from her own gut to her baby's mouth to establish the, the, um, the populations in, in the baby's mouth. And then what happens is in the first two weeks, the, the mouth of the baby and the gut, um, are, the, the populations are very similar. But then after this, what happens is they split off. And then so the gut becomes its own established uh, population and the mouth, um, mouth remains. So the mouth has to be very, it, it needs to be very robust because as you can imagine, because it's, it's, it's our interface with the world. So um, the, the populations in, in the mouth need to be different because, you know, it has to take on, you know, what we're biting on, what we're eating on. Um, and then the gut obviously takes on uh, all these other different um, uh, roles in digestion and, yes. and obviously mediating. Yeah. So, and we swallow a trillion bacteria per day. So it's like they com- the, the mouth communicates to the gut what's happening in the world via bacterial populations. And so we can, we can change our gut bac- bac- bacteria by what happens in our mouth. So this is a really exciting area where I think we're going to, because it's obviously very difficult to study the gut. We can't slice ourselves open and it's, it's, and see bacterial Great. populations. So it's, it's a very hard area to um, physically understand. But the mouth, that's what we dentists do every day. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, we can measure saliva. We can see the, the effects you know, of, of um, bacterial imbalances. And I think this is what we're really going to learn, um, you know, the, the key to understanding overall health via the mouth through the, the mouth, gut, and human microbiome. Yes, very fascinating. And another thing which I learned about from one of your blogs was the role the appendix plays in all of this, which is another very interesting area because for years, everybody thought the appendix was just this vestigial thing that served no purpose. So talk to us about the appendix. Yeah, exactly. The, the appendix is a, is, is, is a great example of how um, you know we kind of, yeah, I think we've, it shows how a little bit naive we were about um, exactly you know how complex our bodies are. Right. And so you know, many times you know we would see um, you know people with appendicitis having them, and they would just have them removed, and that's the end of the conversation. But right. what what they're actually finding now is that the the appendix itself has its own very distinct bacterial um, bacterial population, and and they think that the that the um, the the reason for this is because um, the, the appendix is there to, to, to house these bacteria and when the gut, um, during times of disease, dysentery for instance, when, when, when the gut loses its, its, its healthy populations, then the, the populations in the, the appendix come out and repopulate the, the gut. So they think there's this, um, there's this amazing way that the, um, the digestive system has kind of um, given itself some insurance, if you will, um, in terms of keeping its bacterial uh, b- bacterial uh, in, uh, populations stable, and w- what the most likely situation is that in appendicitis, appendicitis, what we're seeing is bacterial dysbiosis. So when you have mm-hmm. um, when you have a complete um, uh, imbalance in the system, then then you'll have 
an overgrowth of bad bacteria, even to the point of, of the, the appendix, and then it gets infected. So, so there's a much wider problem there that, you know, it's very much like, you know, drilling and, and, and putting a filling in a tooth. You know, we're not, we're not getting to the, to the core problems here, and the appendix is a great um, example of that. Yes, very interesting. Okay, thank you for talking to us about the oral microbiome and the appendix today. Those are two things that I have recently learned about. And if you haven't realized, listeners, Dr. Stephen Lynn writes a lot of interesting things in his blog. So please check out his website. And on that note, we're going to get ready for our next break. And I'd like to thank our sponsors for today's show. Speaking of gut health, if you have heard about and may have leaky gut, pick up the book that will teach you how to heal it and seal it. Meat Stock and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet by Monica Corrado, Certified GAPS Practitioner and Teaching Chef. You can contact Monica at simplybeingwell.com or purchase her book at selenriverpress.com. That's S-E-L-E-N-E, riverpress.com. And another thing we like to emphasize on the show is the importance of not only what you put into your body, but what you put onto it because anything you put onto your skin is absorbed and becomes part of you. Go to lovebellaorganics.com to shop for their line of non-toxic and wonderful face care, body care, and baby products. Be sure to use code GIFT to get 50% off your order. And again, a reminder with the holidays coming up, all of these things make great gifts for the folks in your life who like health and wellness. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today is Dr. Stephen Lynn, dentist, health, and nutrition writer. And we've discussed issues with the standard American diet and the importance of a good mouth and gut microbiome. And interestingly, the important role that the appendix plays. And next, we'll discuss what Stephen refers to as the dental diet for healthy teeth, microbiome, and body. Thanks a lot and see you in a few. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit nongmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. It's here. 
announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is Dr. Stephen Lin, dentist, health and nutrition writer, speaker, and founder of drstephenlin.com. And Stephen, let's now discuss what you call the dental diet, how to eat for healthy teeth and body. Fermented foods are an important part, as we have hinted at, but I'd like to delve into that a little bit further. Why is it that you recommend fermented foods? How does that help the microbiome? Yeah, so everything we talked about in terms of the, the oral microbiome and the, and the gut microbiome shows us how, how um, influential bacteria are. To, to our own health, and so fermented food uh, are created through through long processes where 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 bacteria allow the time to to digest and 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 create cu- cultured um, probiotic environments. That in fact, if you look all around the world, we've humans have always consumed fermented foods in some in some way or form, um, and and so now that now our new understanding in the human microbiome. Is showing us that why why this was so important is because we're delivering such a diverse and and and, and matured um, bacterial um, uh, populations via food and, and fermented foods and and this is the, the one of the best ways that we can really make sure that our that our both mouth environment but also gut environment stays uh, balanced. It's 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 something that um, that we've lost in in modern nutritional. Um, recommendations. You know, we we don't talk about the the role of bacteria in um, in food, and it, it's something that we're that we're going to see a lot more understanding come out in the next you know in, in the next five to ten years, and, and something that we're already appreciating. But um, you know, our ancestors uh, they knew this <laughs> very much, and yes. they consume these foods for a reason. That's right. Yes, and these are living foods and what we've gotten away from are a lot of living foods and instead a lot of shelf-stable processed products. And so uh, moving away from living foods is much to our detriment. And like you said, fermented foods aren't anywhere on the food pyramid. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they probably should be. Uh, They're that important. So another part of your dental diet that you talk about are foods that contain fat-soluble vitamins. What types of foods are those and why is this important? Yeah, so something that Price really focused on and that he felt that his research showed was the difference between 
the um, the modern American industrialized diet or and and the tr- traditional diets was the discrepancy between the fat soluble vitamins and um, and he showed that that these traditional societies made sure in every situation that, that they received enough of the these he called them fat soluble activators um, and and one of the, the richest sources that, that he found was um, the, the butter that we mentioned before that was um, made from the cows that grazed in the, in the Swiss Alps on this amazing rich grass. And so he found that the, the butter there was, was, was one of the richest sources of vitamin K2, which is one of the, what he called, he didn't know what it was at the time, but it, he dubbed it Activator X. Um, and so what he, what he showed that was that in each society, they they each had their way to to get these fat soluble vitamins and 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 gra- grass fed butter is one of the richest sources of of, of fat soluble vitamins but also cod liver oil um, mm-hmm. and then but as you mentioned also you know pasture raised um, full fat meats so he always talked about the the way these societies valued fat and if if you think fat soluble vitamins our bodies can only absorb them if we eat them in conjunction with fat. So if you don't, then you can't absorb the, the vitamins A, D, um, A, D, E, and, and K2. And so, ah, it's, so it's, if you just take a supplement, that doesn't really help you. Uh, it has to be in conjunction with the fat to be assimilated. Is that right? Yeah, yeah well, supplements are, um, I mean, you, your body generally yeah, will, will, will not um, so, yeah, naturally absorb them with, without. And I think there's a much more, I, I think, um, you know, there's obviously uses for supplements, but there's much more um, complex things happening with the digestion of fat-soluble yes. vitamins, which includes bacteria. Um, for instance, we're just finding out, you know, how, how vitamin K2 is synthesized also by bacteria in the in, in the um, stomach. So, with fat and with the the, the vitamins, there, there's a very complex system happening here that I don't think that we truly understand with just the intake of supplements. I think that's correct. Mm, okay, interesting. Now, where would you say the dental diet is on the continuum? And I'm going to give the end of arcs for the continuum. On one side, you, you could call paleo. And on the other side, you can consider it vegan, which is no animal products. So where do you suggest that uh, the dental diet fall in there? Because there's very passionate people on other sides of this continuum. What do you suggest? Yeah, you're right, Sandra. There's definitely very passionate people um, you know, in both the paleo and vegan um, uh, trains of thought. I mean, I, I, I feel that you know, we, we focus too much on, on how they differ, the, the yeah. paleo and vegan. I think you know, when you break it down, you know, they're, they're real, the real um, messages that they're getting out there is that we need to con- consume real um, natural sourced foods. And I think they're the real takeaway messages from each of those, um, from each of those communities. Now, the, the dental diet itself, I mean, we, um, what Price did and what we now have um, with our expanded knowledge in, in scientific research in, in in areas such as the microbiome, were showing that how traditional diets were um, so attuned to 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 making sure that our health is um, you know stays stays the way it does via nutrition. So a, a mixed lens of both ancestral, but then um, 
modern scientific um, nutritional um, information shows us that you know that humans eat a, a, a very broad range of you know we, we nearly survive on every, on every different nutrient um, uh, nutrient mixes across you know um, across the entire spectrum so you know it whilst it, as long as we source foods from natural locally grown um, from from a variety of, of, of sources you know that we we will, um, you know, we will get enough of the, the the vitamins and minerals that our bodies need. And you know, we humans have have, have evolved to eat um, meat and animal food. We are omnivores um, by evolution. So this this does include um, some some forms of of, of animal products. Um, yeah, and it's it's because they contain the the you know the fat soluble activators that. Um, that, that we've that our bodies are designed and and really need to um, you know, to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So tell us about a standard day for you. What would you have for a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner? Yeah, so I mean, for me, um, uh, I, I I do change up a little bit through the week. I, sometimes I have an intimate fast in the morning where um, where I'll just have a, a, a bulletproof coffee mm. um, up until which is what that's so just. Um, so, uh, coffee with a, with, with, um, with grass fed butter and MCT oil. So you're getting a lot of fat in there. Yeah. 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 And yep. I, I, I find that's one of the, um, it's, it's one of the best kicks you can have in, uh, in terms of energy and, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, otherwise, you know, for, for lunch, I, I like to, to have, a um, a, I'm a big fan of eggs. Um, eggs are a great source of, um, of, of the fat soluble vitamins, but also you know it's got uh, really hard to get um, nutrients like, for instance, choline. Um, fermented vegetables, I love uh, sauerkraut and um, and uh, things like kimchi. Mm. Um, so I try to have that with a side of that with with every meal, and and just fresh cooked um, fruits and uh, fruits and vegetables with a mix of, of cooked and raw. Yeah, so that's yeah. generally how. And and then in in the night I generally try and have something with with a bit of a soup, so a, a broth um, with with a with a side of, of meat. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty much across the board in terms of what I eat. I'm not very picky, so I'll <laughs> so as long as it's it's naturally pasture raised, um, I have a bit of meat in the night um, with again with fresh vegetables. And you know it's it's basically you know you. Uh, you try and imagine your plate as how you know it, it would have been, say, 100, 200, 300 years ago. Yeah. So interesting. So lots of good fats, fermented foods, whole foods, uh, proteins that are local, pasture raised, no antibiotics, no GMOs, any of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly right. The sources yeah, yeah. are very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what changes have you seen in yourself and your patients with this diet? How do you How do you feel now that you've adopted it? Yeah. Look, I mean, the, there's um, during the, the time when when I created and 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 um, kind of formulated what what uh, you know because obviously eating in 2015 is is quite difficult. Um, you know, we're not just um, there's a lot of problems out there in terms of food. So ridding the things out of um, a diet like sugar and vegetable oils and refined flours and um, all these other things that are basically come in packaged foods. So you basically have to throw out anything canned, um, packaged 
that um, in, in order to you know really connect back to to, to what real food is. Um, and, and to be honest, it, it's difficult in the first two weeks, especially um, t- reducing sugar to to a, to a natural amount from what you get from fruits and vegetables. It, it's very you feel your body craving it, and it's it's amazing how you know how, how you realize that you are actually an addict to these, and 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 how um, I, I find that the real transformation is that you, you really start to to feel how your body. Um, you know, responds to food and how it how it, it really matters what you, you know where your food comes from and what um, you, you know how you how you prepare it and how you consume it and the, it's the same with people in, in, their, in their mouths and their dental health they you know um, as, as, as soon as they start to balance the, their oral environment everything begins to um, begins to come come back to how they should be mm. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you very much for this description. And I have to say, I agree wholeheartedly with you with regards to dental diet. And I think that's pretty much how I was raised. I come from an Italian heritage. And so I would have to say it was, I'd say more so of a Mediterranean type diet. But my mom never bought into the margarine, low fat craze. Uh, It was all about full fat butter and milk yep. and good proteins, vegetables galore, fruits galore. And I really, I just have to thank her so much for that because I think it gave me a great start in life. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. And let's get ready for our final break. And before that, I'm just going to make a final shout out to our great sponsors for today's show. Speaking of food that is good for the body, if you want to learn to cook to heal, then teaching chef and holistic nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out the Cooking for Wellbeing Learn to Cook program with Monica at simplybeingwell.com. And we like to emphasize the importance of body care products on this show, too, that are non-toxic and good for the body. And for a great selection of those, visit lovebellaorganics.com to shop for their line of face care, body care, and baby products. And be sure to use code GIFT to get 15% off your order. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. It's time for a break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today has been Dr. Stephen Lin, dentist, health and nutrition writer, and speaker. And on the other side of this final break, we're going to discuss more of Stephen's activities in spreading the good word about the dental diet. Stay close, and we'll see you soon. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. 
Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Hello again and welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today has been Dr. Stephen Lynn, dentist, health and nutrition writer, speaker, and founder of awesome website, drstephenlynn.com. And Stephen gave us so much great information today about taking care of our dental health and how it improves our overall health. And it actually goes even deeper than that. Eating right impacts our genetic expression, which determines which diseases get expressed and also which, which get passed along to our offspring. And this is a very fascinating field. It's generally called epigenetics, and we could spend a whole show on it. But Stephen, in like six minutes, <laughs> which doesn't do it any justice go as at all. Fast as we can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just give an intro as to how the food we eat impacts our genetic expression? Yeah, so exactly as you say, Sandra, I mean, epigenetics is this amazing field. What we're showing is that how our genes actually uh, live in a fluid environment and respond to, to information that we receive from our surrounding environment and we've conventionally seen you know a genetic material as a static four letter code that is something right. that we can't control but but that's something that we're learning is 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 very much not the case um and i, I think the 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 best way to see um say how, how food changes um our genes and if you think about it, it makes complete sense in that um the and what we nutritionally eat will will affect our genes but an excellent case is um, that of honeybees. In, um, if you're familiar with um, a honeybee hive, they have one queen bee. And so when, when a queen bee passes on, then the, the, the hive needs to create a, a, a new queen bee. And what they do is they, um, they, they hatch the larvae, the, um, and the, the larvae that are selected to be the queen's bees are actually fed what's called royal jelly, which is like a very nutrient-rich um, uh, Jelly coming from the breast of a of, of a um, of a caribou, and they'll they'll feed the larvae um, of the queen bee much longer th- than what they will the um, the worker bees. So yeah. so if you don't if you don't get fed the, the royal jelly for very long, you become a worker bee. But if you if if you stay on the royal jelly for, for many more days, then your genes be um, you develop sex organs like and which is and you become much larger like the queen bee and 
humans are much the same. Their breast milk, we, we know, changes over the, over, over the, um, the period um, of, you know, once a child is born up, over the months, uh, up to six to 12 months. And there's all these changes in the fat content, the proteins, the, the growth factors, the bioactive compounds. There's all these things that are happening that are, that are changing our bodies via food um, and, and, and in that case, breast milk. But we, we, what we can see is that how this continues for the rest of our life. And whilst it mightn't be as critical when we're a baby, which is why breast, breastfeeding is so important, um, it really shows us exactly how um, how, how food is is communicating and, and interacting with with our genes. And and if, if if we think about how you know chronic diseases occur, you know these aren't um, you know whilst there might be risk factors, but you know these aren't genetic disease. These are diseases of um, of, of lifestyle and environment. And epigenetics yes. is really showing us how this, why this is the case. And dental disease is exactly the same. So your tooth decay, crooked, crooked dental arches are uh, due to um, due to nutritional problems that have that have changed our our, our epigenetic code to 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 give us um, you know narrow arches that don't. Um, fit all our teeth or wisdom teeth. So, you know, we're learning a lot in this space. It's fascinating and um, um, it, 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 ju- it just um, backs up the argument more that how, f- how important food is to our health. That's right. Food and lifestyle. I think I read that something like 70% of our health is determined by food and lifestyle. Just a, a small portion of it may be influenced by genetics. So, by no means are things written in stone based on what our ancestors may have had in terms of health issues. Uh, we really hold a lot of power over how our health is expressed by our food and lifestyle choices. So, yeah, exactly. I think that's a great way to put it. Sandy. Yeah, very fascinating stuff. Okay, so we've talked here about blogs that you write. So tell our listeners again where they can find you on the web and social media and about a book that you may have coming up. Yeah, so everything we've talked about here is um, I'm working um, on a book called The, the Dental Diet, which is a, a mix of nu- nutrition and, 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 and dental health. So, um, and that, that will be out um, hopefully next year. Um, yeah, but so what it'll take us all through the story of Weston A. Price and and the nice. new and the new scientific information that um, that that is actually backing him up, and it, it's it's an amazing story, and I think that it it, it really brings together you know the, the story of how our mouth connects to our entire body, but how chronic disease really is is uh, yeah, a result of, of of our modern diet. Um, yeah, but you can find so. Uh, we also post a lot of information um, joining the you know in in the dental nutrition area. So this is a this is an area that we're looking to develop um, a lot of you know why you know what why don't we we um, d- you know join the, the the area of the mouth and 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 nutrition um, uh, nutritional information. This is somewhere that I feel that um, it really should you know we really need to develop. And so drstephenlin.com um, and also on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram, Dr. Stephen Lin. Yeah, we're sharing all these information, uh, meal ideas, um, lots of different um, dental tips and, and all these other things that connect your mouth to your body. 
That's right. A lot of great stuff. And that's Dr. D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-L-I-N.com. And as I've indicated on the show, I've learned many things by reading the blogs that Stephen has written. So thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us today and doing all you do in terms of providing education on your blogs and with the book that you're publishing about better lifestyle choices that we can all make. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Sandra. It was a pleasure having you chat today. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you again next week, same time, same place. And our guest will be ex-NFL linebacker and master yoga teacher Keith Mitchell. I met Keith at a Yoga Journal conference, and he's really an amazing person who will no doubt share a lot of wisdom with us. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.